long enough. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the 40 Before Noon podcast. For those of you guys that watch the live stream, it's going to be a, a guest that you're very happy about. We are joined by Brian Ridley. What up, what up? Brian Ridley's drinking a Michelob Ultra. Zeus sucking down a Michelob Ultra right now as well. And I have a liquid IV because I'm pretty hungover. But um, basically, dude, shut the hell up, all right? Uh, Brian Ridley is a cop in the Air Force and has some pretty crazy stories. He's shared one of them on the stream before. So if you guys have listened, I apologize. But or I guess not listen. I guess if you have heard it before, I apologize. But Ridley, can you tell us the uh, that one story to, to get everything going today? Yeah, so uh, I had to go get an MRI done on my knee. Got some issues with it or whatever. So I go into the changing room. There's like three different setup sections. Uh, they put me in the middle one. They're like, hey, you don't have to change, but here's your locker. Take all metal out of your pockets, all that good stuff. So MRI works with that big magnet. Yeah. It'll suck it up or whatever. So I empty all my pockets, take off my belt, put my stuff in my locker, go get my MRI, fall asleep during the MRI. <laughs> uh, so I'm like kind of half asleep. Um, come back to my locker. And when I get there, the doors open and there's a lady just sitting on my stool, butt naked. <laughs> She's got to be like 70 years old. She's wearing nothing but a wig. Oh, And she's, she's staring me right in my face. I'm like, holy crap. So I just kind of back up real slow. And I go get the nurse. I'm like, hey, uh, there's a lady in my seat. She's like, oh, no, there shouldn't be. And she goes in there. She goes, oh, no, miss whatever. Put your clothes on. She's like helping her get dressed, whatever. And then like moves her to the next stall over so that I can get all my keys and stuff. Um, so then like I pulled the nurse aside. I was like, is, is she okay? Because she was just staring at me. Like didn't say anything. She was just making eye contact. She's like, oh no, baby. She blind. She didn't even see you. <laughs> I'm just dealing with this old lady. Butt naked. I hope to God you didn't know I was there. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I mean, I, which, how would she be able to tell? She could have heard. She, I guess, heard I guess yeah. maybe yeah, heard something. Yeah, because they say once you're like blind or whatever, you would get like super hearing, like smell or hearing. Your other senses <laughs> become more alive. Good God. You said that you, you've been a cop, obviously. Do you have any other like either funny stories or any other naked stories, like just crazy, crazy things you've seen that have happened out there? So... Over the years, I've had more issues dealing with other cops being in the Air Force because 100%. So the way getting into the military works, you have to take like an ASVAB test. And the people who score the lowest are generally cops. (laughs) They're not going to put the dumbest people working on uh, rockets or planes or any of that. So we get the, I guess, rejects. Uh, (laughs) Good God. And you got you got to think about it. This is the only military is the only place where you can be a cop at 18 years old. So these kids are fresh out of high school. They're given all this authority, and they sometimes just don't think things through completely. Um, and where I used to work, uh, we weren't allowed to have cell phones, any electronics, like for recordings. Um, so people would get like really creative with what they would do. Uh, I once walked in on this kid's shack. So we'd have like shacks where you have to like look out and make sure nobody's walking up or cars come by. 
And this kid built an entire village out of popsicle sticks and glue. <laughs> He'd been working on it for 12 hours. <laughs> um, that one kid, he like killed a whole bunch of like flies. And then he like stacked them up and had like a little village of dead flies all in his little shack. What the fuck? People kind of lose their fucking marbles, like go a little crazy. They 100% just killing flies. Lose their mind. I mean, could you imagine you're just out there for 12 hours and yeah. you're not allowed to do anything? No phone, no TV. Uh, and if you're a weird kid, like nobody's coming to visit you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, those are the most awkward because, like, as I got older and the, like got more responsibility, it would be like my job to go check on people. And you'd walk up to this kid's shack. And he has mentally prepared himself to sit there for 12 hours, not talk to nobody. So here I come walking up and we just kind of stare at each other for about five or 10 minutes. I'm like, so how's life? And they're just like, I'm good, Sarge. I'm good. I'm like, all right, dude, I guess I'll let you get back to it. Um, seen a kid snort lines of G fuel to stay awake. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's a, it's a different world. What, what do you, what was your like go-to to pass time? Like, what do you think would be an uh, easy, like, not like a weird one to pass time? Do people just like work out like crazy or something? Like, that's what I could see, like, mostly. Well, so if you're in one of the shacks, you can't really do anything other than be in your shack. So, what I would do, I would bring a George Foreman grill. No, you and would, I would not, plug it into really? the outlet. <laughs> and I would host barbecues at my shack <laughs> when I was a young airman. Party shack. I would, I would make quesadillas, I would make bratwurst, and people would come visit me. And I was like, it cost me like, $20 in food, but I don't have to worry about falling asleep all night because people are going to come visit me and we're going to eat food. And that's pretty smart. That's pretty smart. That's a pretty solid way to be the BBQ guy. Yep. Cause then you always have human interaction. I don't know what the fuck buck would do. Bro. I don't know what the hell likes. I do for 12 hours, bro. I play video games for 12 hours at a time and I get fucking bored as well. Dude, so I don't know. The wags have to be huge then. Jesus right? Christ, dude. We have to use your imagination though. <laughs> yeah. Well, come on, let's yeah. be honest, man. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah. come on. What, what else are you going to uh, do? Uh, I've seen a bunch of people with hacky sacks. Hacky sacks help time. Okay. Fly by. Uh, soccer balls. Oh, yeah, that's true. I can actually, I can live with that. I would need a soccer yeah. ball or something, probably. Yeah. Do some pickup I've seen games. a lot of people, a lot of people sitting out there. Well, you're by yourself, so you're just juggling for... Come with a twelve hours. Come Jesus, with a world fucking it. record. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. All right, I was just say I don't think. Oh, actually, no. I actually could tell a story. Have you ever had like a running with the cops before, Zoo? Yeah, I actually did have like. I'm trying to think. I've had them show up to one of my parties once. Actually, was it like a? F- did they join? You know what? They weren't that. They weren't assholes about it. It was completely like my mom was out of town. These cops walk in my living room. It was kind of at the end. But some some kid, there's a helicopter flying above my house and like shining the light because this one kid got so drunk and he's on the grass, like on the lawn, like yelling that like someone's just really bad. And then I have all these neighbors standing out, all these Karens like standing there lined up. Dude, there's like seven of them. I swear to God. Like the fucking Power Rangers, dude. dude. All of them. Like, it's like, what is it called? Like the Neighborhood Watchman or something. Yeah. There's like 12 parents. Ask any of my friends. Like just standing there. Just so mad at me. And I'm like looking at them. And I'm like, I've lived in this neighborhood for like 50, no, like my whole life, 20 years. I've been in the same neighborhood. Some of them knew me. And I was like, guys, like, I don't know what you want to do here. 
And they're like, cops are on the way. And I'm like, okay. And then all of a sudden, like 3 a.m., two cops show up, just knock on the door, walk in. There's maybe like, just like, everyone left by then. House is trashed. It's like seven dudes on the couch. Two cops walk in and they're like, so you had a little party? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, is there any parents here? And I'm like, nope. And they're like, all right, well, is, is it good now? And I'm like, yeah, it's good now, I think. Literally just walked out. And I was like, thank God. Then Ridley, they, you've, Rick, you've been busted mad, right? parties, bro, haven't you? And you, have you joined in? So I've been to the dorms a few times. Because like, okay, so new airmen who are not married, they have to like stay in these dorms. And they're essentially like college dorms. No kitchen. You just a bathroom, a place to sleep. And like a little stand, maybe with like a computer yeah. or whatever. And we have got those phone calls like, oh my God, they're being so loud. And I have to whatever tomorrow. You go over there, uh, kind of make sure everybody's 21. And if they're 21, tell them to keep it down. Then, you know, if they're playing some Pong and they call for a celebrity shot, who am I to say <laughs> no? You know what I mean? I'm not going to drink, but I'll give it a shot. Yeah. <laughs> So do you think, do cops, like, usually, like, when they hear get a party call, is it just, like, fuck? Like, come on. Essentially. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. That's what you expect, but right? I, it's like, come on. Yeah. So, like, growing up, when I was, like, 16, 17, uh, I lived in, like, a little small town where it was, like, all woods, and we'd have bonfires. That was our yeah. thing. Okay. And I learned early on that the kids that took off running into the woods when the cops showed up were the ones the cops were going to go after. What I would do... As soon as I've seen the blue lights, I just pull a tailgate down, pull one beer for me and one for them and just sit there. They're not going to be mad at me. They don't got to chase me. They're going to be happy I stayed there. Jesus. Hand them a beer and be like, they went that way. <laughs> well, they'll ask me, are you driving tonight? Absolutely not. I don't even know where my keys are. I can barely see you. So I'm not going anywhere. I'll be right here all night. And they're like, all right, be safe. You have an out of running with the cops, Buck? I have, bro. I have a few. But um, the funniest one that I can remember is dude, we were like 15 years old because we were still riding around on our bikes at that time. And uh, it was me and my buddy. We we rode our bikes like the local pizza place. And then we were riding our bikes back through his neighborhood or like back into his neighborhood. And there was a cop that was like at like the red light there. And we're like, dude, watch this. Like, let's see if we can get this like guy to jump a little bit, right? So we jumped off the curb with our bikes and like slammed them down as hard as we could, like as we went. And the cop, like, fucking just his head just fucking just like went, bro, right? Turns around and like, dude, once again, we're like probably 110 pounds, like at this point, like 110 pounds, just little guys, dude. And this cop comes back and just like swerves his car right in front of us to cut us off, right? As we're just we're on our bikes, yeah. And he looks at us. Yeah, I had to been, I had to been like 15 and a half, is what it was. Um, because he asked to see our permits and all this bullshit. She's like, she's like, what are you guys up to tonight? And we're like, dude, we literally just went to go get pizza. Like, I've no, like, you know, like we're not really doing anything right now. And he goes, Oh, there's been robberies in the neighborhood. Dude, my buddy looks at him and goes, Dude, we don't even have backpacks. Like, he's like, what do you mean? Like, 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 what are you talking about? He's like, You boys got ID? And I'll, and my buddy hands him his uh, his permit at the time, right? And he goes, where's yours, bud? Like, like real dickhead to me at this point, dude, because yeah. we've kind of been an asshole back to him. And I'm like, dude, I, didn't, I don't bring it with me. He's like, why? I'm like, I don't want to lose it. He's like, be a great fucking time to have it now, wouldn't it? I'm like, dude, maybe <laughs> if like we did something wrong. And then, dude, just kept like shining the flashlight on us, all this shit and let us go. I'm like, bro, what a fucking joke, dude. Like, come <laughs> on, man. 
just because we fucking hurt your ego with our fucking bicycles that have pegs on them, bro. Like, get out of my face, dog. <laughs> oh, it is. Have you had, I guess, like, I don't know. Do you have, like, a funny story of pulling someone over, Ridley, where I guess maybe they, I don't even know any story whatsoever. I was going to say, like, where they've been, like, super respectful or have you gotten in a chase before? No, thank God. Never gotten a chase. Uh <laughs> I would say probably the worst someone's ever acted when I pulled him over was my own wife. You pulled your wife over? Absolutely. She ran the stop sign. <laughs> oh! <laughs> uh, what? So we have like, we have a road that goes like straight and then it leads to absolutely nothing. And then where our actual home is, there's like a little T intersection right there. And because there's no traffic coming from the one direction, nobody ever really yeah. stops there. So I was just sitting there minding my own business, you know, wasting some hours. And sure enough, I see my wife's little Honda Civic just come scooting on by. So she, <laughs> she didn't even let up a bit. So sure enough, <laughs> let her up. And it would be wrong if I didn't pull my own wife over if I pull over other people. So I go pull her over, do my normal whatever. I walk up to the door. She already has her phone out. She's making a damn Snapchat of me. No way. She was like, she's like, I don't, I'm not listening to you. I was like, well, you know, it was just uh, for running the uh, stop sign, but now I see you were clearly on your cell phone as well. <laughs> yeah, she just hollered from across the room. I still got that's the video. Be yeah, she still right. got that's the video. That's probably hilarious, man. Do, uh, I don't know if I told this story on the podcast before, but basically um, it leads to a cop story. Uh, my dad, like probably a lot of our dads, is the cheapest person I've ever met in my entire life, dude. Like he, dude, he hounds and heckles. And, and dude, this guy on the weekend, like literally if he's bored, he calls every one of his providers and threatens to leave. Like this is what he does for fun just to get like free packages out of it, right? So like they'll be like, he's like, yeah, you know, I haven't really been too happy. And they're like, oh, you know, like we can try to do this. He's like, mm, like, and he hangs up, right? And they start freaking out and they all call back. So basically – he does that for TV. Your dad must have good credit. Yeah, no, he, dude, he's fucking crazy with that stuff. Uh, <laughs> if my dad did that, they'd be like, good, you ain't been paying your bill anyways. <laughs> so what happened is he, um, he was buying a car and he was like at Lexus or whatever it was. And for like 23 days straight, something fucking crazy. He went up there 23 days in a row, just heckling for this one price that he wanted after like the first like three days, he realized like from like 12 to two, they like had like these like sandwiches they leave out for guests. So for three weeks, he brought my brother there to just get sandwiches. My, he took my brother there for lunch for three weeks. Too, right? Okay. And he requested the same guy every single fucking time. Right. To the point that this guy like had to have wanted to murder my dad. And then finally, after 23 days, whatever it was, um, he got the price that he wanted after just like pissing this guy off beyond belief. Dude, a year later, okay, my dad's driving down the road and gets pulled over, right? This is where the cop story comes in. He's driving that car, and uh, the cop comes up to his door. It was that salesman was in the police academy while he was doing, like, that thing, right? Recognized the car, recognized my dad, and said, you didn't do anything wrong. I just wanted to let you know you were, the like, the cheapest son of a bitch I've ever dealt with in my entire <laughs> life. Dude, that's what he said to him. <laughs> And let my dad go on his way, bro. Wait, so he did, so he pulled him over. He just knew it. He knew it was he, him. He saw the car and he saw my dad. 
and literally said, you're the cheapest son of a bitch I've ever dealt with in my life, dude. And then just let him go on his way, bro. Which only fired my dad up more, I think, was the problem, bro. <laughs> the next day. You know what? I want another $5 off, actually. Yeah. <laughs> bro, it's so good. Have you ever had a bad experience, Brian? Or like someone like just was attitude up with you? You know what I mean? So I personally believe you get whatever energy you yeah. give out into the world. Uh, I've been with some other people, and they have made situations bad. Uh, the first time I tore my ACL, I had to work at a visitor center. So, uh, with the way the visitor center works is that the airmen can have a overnight guest or whatever, and they get to come to the front of the deal. I make a pass. I check their background, make sure they don't have any like egregious criminal record. Yep. They're good. They can come visit. So I had this kid with me and I would say he wasn't all there. He didn't understand social cues and all that. Um, and this girl comes in, she gets a pass with this one guy, check her background. She's good. Send her on her way. A couple hours later, she comes back with another guy to get another pass. She's already good, <laughs> but she came to get another pass. So the guy beside me goes, is there a party or something tonight? And she goes, no. And he goes, well, you were just here with some other guy a couple hours oh ago. And just oh her. my God. Oh, she threw a fish like you're not supposed to say that i was like look he didn't know he was just making sure it's our job to make sure the base is safe <laughs> it is it is strange that you came and got a pass with two different people <laughs> um and then another thing with those passes when you type somebody in you can see how many times they've been sponsored on before and by how many people so like guys will just think oh i've, I've got the star of the town because we had a little college that was like right next to us and I'm like, oh, and then I go to hit up like the information. She's been sponsored on by like 20, 30 other airmen. Oh I'm like, yep, buddy, you got a winner. God. <laughs> it was bad. But no, I'm a firm believer. If you are polite and you give people good energy, you'll get good energy back generally. Yeah. I mean, I don't know for Canada. Our, if I see a cop and he has a shaved head and he's under five, nine, I usually <laughs> feel like he's going to give me bad energy. <laughs> that's the only so, thing do y'all have more than do y'all have more than just like the mounted police or is that like uh, see, how does that work rcmp like everyone thinks that's like actually our police but it's not like i don't know i've never seen an rcmp in my life like we have like our city has their own like police force like we have like the edmonton police, okay. but like mountain police i think are mostly like in the small towns and like especially like where i'm like my our province there's a lot of like smaller towns and they have like RCMPs gotcha. and stuff. Cause I, I have like a cousin who actually was like an RCMP too. And he had to go out to like some town with like maybe a few thousand people. And it was like hell. Cause you know, there's not shit going on, but that's like where like the RCMP are. But I know that the, okay. the joke is that like RCMP is our cops, but no, that's, it's just not, that's not true, I guess. But that would be awesome if they I were. know it would be kind of cool on the horses and shit, but no. You got just a lot of little angry short guys in my city. I don't know why. Just mad people. Jeez. Ridley's told us before, though, as well, is that when he's transporting prisoners, okay, he forces them to listen to our podcast. Is what he does, dude. Imagine. No way. Imagine, imagine being. Are these, are these like legitimate criminals that you're transporting? So I won't discuss what crimes they have committed. But they're bad. But yes. So they're so bad that the air force doesn't want them out in the general public. So they send them to the local county. Oh my jail. God. 
So whenever they have mental health appointments, doctor's appointments, or court, we have to go get them from the county jail, bring them back to the base, and then uh, let them handle whatever they got to handle, talk to their lawyer, what have you. But if I got to ride in a car for 30 minutes to do all the tra- – I'm listening to the podcast. <laughs> so, Dude, all I think was like this guy in the backseat could be facing 10-plus years in prison or something. And then I said – this podcast is sponsored by Anchor. Anchor is... <laughs> Can you imagine that? I'd be so mad. I'd be like, who the fuck are these guys? What are they talking about? <laughs> so, so the good, story though. about you getting banned from every bar in North yeah. America, they love that. <laughs> yeah, I hope that was good. That was uh, they like they liked Fitty Perp. Oh, <laughs> Fitty <awesome>. Perp. <laughs> That's a good one, too. Yeah. Wow, look at that. We got We got fans all over that, man. Yeah, maybe at some point they'll get Spotify back in their life, dude. Is what get, bro. bro, so that's the thing I was gonna like that I just, you just reminded me of. I don't know if you see it on TikTok. All these people who go live like while they're in jail. Wait, what? Yes. That's a thing. That's never popped up on your page, man. Never, bro. It's not my for you page. On, on you haven't seen like people make TikToks in jail and stuff. No, they're like doing all the dances, it's and wonderful. All these whatever they're on live, and all the comments are like, "Damn, they make jail look like summer camp." Like they're <laughs> like fun to sell. They're like, "Yo, jail looks sick." <laughs> like everyone's like, "Yo, jail looks like a good time," because like everyone, loads of people just have phones. Like they just have phones in jail or tablets. Yeah. How you've never no. seen that? Wow. So you can no, bro. You can get a tablet now on commissary. So you pay like forty dollars on your commissary tab, and you get a tablet, and you get it for like however many days. And then you can log it into the jail Wi-Fi and, you know, you could do whatever's normal on a tablet, but you just have to pay for it with your commissary. Is, I assume they have to be like monitored. Like, no. What? So the, they get a tablet and then they go to TikTok and they start a live. And then all of these, I guess it's almost like a thirst trap. All these older women are like, oh baby, you so cute. And they and send them man. money no all their way. lives. Yes. I always get blocked because I roast the guys on there. I'll stop in the comment section and be like, who is cutting hair in there? You got Michael J. Fox cutting hair in there? Like, your hairline is jacked, and then I get blocked. You can see that, Buck, I ask him what the star under his eye means. TikTok, oh like, you know, you can donate on TikTok. Dude, if you go, because I don't know why, maybe it's because I've watched and like liked a few TikToks, you know, like your algorithm, right? I've yeah. I've had a few like TikTok lives of dudes in jail. Dude. They are getting so many donations, man, because people are just like, oh, fuck it. I'm just going to give this dude's in jail. Let me give him five bucks. You know what I mean? I bet some of these guys who have like followings probably make a pretty good amount of money, man. Like, think about it. It's a lot of honey yeah, buns. A lot of people on TikTok. I'm surprised. I'm, uh, I want to see if I have to find one now and I have to send it to you because like the comments on those TikToks though, are absolutely golden. They're so good. Dude, when did the whole phone tablet thing, when did this become a thing? Like how long ago? I'd probably say about five or six years ago. But do Seriously? guys sneak it in though too? Like, cause some, like, I swear it's like, like, are you allowed to have your phone in jail sometimes? Or is it? You may be able to sneak yeah. in an iPhone, but you are not sneaking in an iPad. Yeah. Where are you going to put that? <laughs> <laughs> that ain't happening. It may be an iPhone. The old one, like the SE or something. Yeah. You can slide it's that in, in but crack. you ain't sneaking no iPad in. <laughs> Do I watch those? Um, I guess this is why it's like blowing my mind is I've watched basically like the prison shows before where it'll be like tip to like the guards that like, oh, hey, there's a there's a cell phone in here. 
And it, is at some point it's kind of dangerous if they do have cell point cell phones, depending on like the prison or the place they're in. I think it would probably dictate whatever their security plans are for that facility. Okay. But like, if it's a small county jail in the middle of nowhere, they don't care. They're probably giving them guys cigarettes just to shut them up. <laughs> to be honest with you, but like big, like Fulton County in Georgia, that's a big jail. Like, like in the what was it, the sixty days or locked up sixty days, sixty days in or whatever. Yeah. Remember Nate? I don't know. Nate had a had an iPad in there. Jesus. For all I know is he bought it with his commissary. Yeah, I think that's what the show was. I, I was like the sixty days locked in, whatever it was. Basically, if you haven't seen it, Zoo or anybody listening, the whole premise was they would take two people. I think it was two, um, and put them in jail because people were like, you know, I could do this. Like I could get through jail. Oh, and I've they, heard of this show. I've never watched it. They, they they think they could do it, or they're also like trying to help out the the jail as well, aren't they? Yeah. Ridley? I think. They're they're supposed to be helping okay, out the jail to yeah. figure out how things are getting in, but I think most of them just want to be on TV or be famous. Yeah. most of them crack. They do, bro. Jail is not a place to be. No, and they also like I think the craziest part about it too. And once again, I've watched the show a few times, so some of what I'm saying might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure they don't. They can't tell anybody in there that like even if you find out, like I don't even think they show who the other people are that are also in there. You just assume everybody's fucking criminals. Because if it gets out, bro, that these people are like narcs in there, you know what I mean? They probably get their ass beat, yeah? Probably get poked. Yeah. That's, dude. Everybody in there's got a shank. Jesus. Have you ever had to do like a Beyond Scared Straight before? No, I've never done that. Never in my life. I have done uh, like confinement duty. So like when you're a new airman, sometimes they'll be like, hey, you got to go help the confinement people. Not at the base i'm at now my old base we actually had uh a jail that we worked sometimes and when somebody gets brought in when you have to make them grab their ankles and cough that is the most like it's so belittling for that person for one and then two it's awkward for me i'm just like a brand new airman just baby-faced and young and i'm having to tell a former tech sergeant hey grab your ankles and cough jesus christ behind Uh, them you have oh. to. You have to look for the safety of everyone in there. That's tough. Uh, the worst was we had a guy. He had to go to confinement for basically stealing from the Air Force. He did his 20 years. And then, like, so when you get out, the Air Force will pay you to go back to your home of residency. And they kind of base it on how much money you're getting to go back by how much weight it is. Like, because you have to tow that. So this guy went and bought, like, all the bricks from Lowe's. <laughs> Loaded him up on a trailer, weighed it, so he got a bunch of money. Oh, my God. Retired, got out of the Air Force, and word got out that he had done that. They did an investigation, went and found all the bricks at his house or whatever. (laughs) They recalled him, put him, they recalled him, put him back in the Air Force to go to jail. No way. For two months, and then took his retirement from him. Holy shit. What would have been like the money difference, like bricks versus no bricks? I think it was like ten thousand uh, dollars. So I guess maybe some people would say it's worth it. Yeah, and some people have probably got away with probably. it. Probably. I mean, uh, fuck, man. Just maybe just go for like half, yeah, like half the bricks next time or something like that. <laughs> exactly. But I knew the guy beforehand, and then he had to come back, 
and I had to look at his butthole. Jesus. <laughs> Super awkward. I guess the question I have on that too is when you say like stealing from the Air Force, like what exactly would they be stealing? Or like what exactly could be stolen? I don't even know if you can answer that, but. You could steal anything, but they classified as stealing because he's taken more money oh, than okay. he's owed. Oh, okay, okay. So it's like cheating out of any job. Jeez. Thank God we don't get paid hourly or people would cheat that too. So like. Has anything ever came out when you made a guy grab his ankles and cough before? Or? <laughs> I got no, asked. Thank okay. God. Maybe a hemorrhoid, but I'm not a doctor, so I'm, I can't for sure say. <laughs> Good God. That's awesome. Uh, uh, puckered up and blew me a kiss. Jesus Christ, bro. <laughs> so bad. All right. Well, I don't know if you have any other story you wanted to share or whatever, but that was pretty fucking funny. Is there any is there any final closing words you have, Brian Ridley? Uh, yeah, don't do things that will make you go to jail. Don't steal. <laughs> uh, and if you have to deal with cops, be cool. Most of the time, cops are people that didn't either do well in college or didn't do well on their ASVAB test. We're not the smartest guys. We've done some dumb stuff in our lives. We get it. Just be honest for the most part. Or just don't say anything at all. <laughs> Use your constitutional <laughs> rights and just be quiet. All right. Best advice I can give anyone. Last thing I'm going to say is the, uh, once again, where Brian really said, don't ever say anything or like it just don't say anything at all. Have you guys watched that show? Uh, the first 48. Oh God. <laughs> have yes. you seen that zoo? I don't know. I think I have. Okay. Well, basically the whole premise of the show is apparently after the first 48 hours after a murder or a homicide, whatever it is, um, it like drops like 50%, like less likely that you're going to find the people or like find the killer. Is that what it is? Really? It's like 50% or something like that. Yeah. After 48 hours, it's almost impossible to solve. Okay. So that's why they call it the first 48. Um, but what's pretty funny is they, uh, they bring in these like just murderers, bro. Like just like terrible, terrible, terrible people. Um, they just go and kill like two, three people, whatever it is. And they get outed and they go in there. Bro, every single time, they never, ever ask for a lawyer, dude. Not one fucking person that I think has ever asked for a lawyer on there. And then it cuts to, like, an end screen that was, like, so-and-so now in prison for 30 years. <laughs> they go in there, and they're like, yo, like, were you here this day? And they, they hit him with, like, two, like, kind of shitty questions, bro. And on the third one, he's like, yeah, I fucking stabbed him. And they're like, what the fuck, bro? Like, <laughs> come on, man. <laughs> it's never fails it literally it bro it's like two like very like just let me throw it at the wall questions and by like the third one they're fine they're just talking just bro. They're tired, like, they're like, oh, come on, i saw a stand-up comedy on it bro where someone's like dude you've just killed three people lie a little longer dude like how are you not doing it? you know what i mean like what the fuck bro put up a fight they they i don't know i guess people think they're gonna get like oh i'll just be honest like and then they'll let me go. Yeah. I don't. It's beyond it point. No you can't do it at that point. There's no way. Yeah. It wasn't a fucking candy bar, dude. Come on. <laughs> Just don't talk. Jesus. All right. Well, if you guys have made it this far in the podcast, if you can leave a five star rating over here on Spotify, it helps us out a lot. We're nearly at 55 star ratings, which is awesome. Brian Ridley, I know you've been up since the crack of dawn, so we appreciate you coming on. I do want to see that. It was fun. I'm glad you had fun. I do want to see the video of you pulling over your wife at some point, though. It'd be pretty damn funny to see. I'll send it to you. Perfect. All right, fellas. We will see you guys next time. Peace.